0: Pray got nothing to lose. Living life
1: with nothing to prove. I'm gonna be a version of me. I'm gonna be. What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Dr. Trump Thomas, here again for episode 27 of the Be More Today Show. We are back, we are back in the building, and my quotation today for you is awesome. As always, it's given to us by Chadwick Boseman, our guy, our guy, our Black Panther. And he said, you have to cherish things in a different way when you know the clock is ticking. Chadwick Bozeman, Shout out to Chadwick Boseman. Uh, we lost a legend. Uh, he, the man who brought us so many things, 21 Bridges, Circuit Marshall, Black Panther, the Avengers, Jackie Robinson, uh, James Brown. I mean, this guy was phenomenal in his acting, in his dancing uh, uh all to colon cancer at the age of 43 so it's just a tragedy to see him but the legacy he left is 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 timely and uh you know i think it hit a lot of the younger people who really followed him um you know in the marvel comics and those kind of things but you know to anyone who's in that same age range we know that life is short and if you ever watched spin act you saw in every role that he did uh he gave passion he gave precision uh and he gave tips, like these life tips, in every single movie. And you know, we have to really cherish things because we never know when our time is going to be up as well. So, my my charge for you guys this week is to make sure that you look at things differently because your clock is also ticking. We don't know what's going on. We have no idea what's happening tomorrow. And that's why "be more today" is such a very important phrase because today is all that we really can bank on. It's all we really have uh, to go with. So, use today wisely. Cherish it like it's your last. The clock is ticking for all of us. Let's beat the best version of ourselves that we can. And like Chadwick Boseman said, Cherish in a different way because you know uh, the clock is ticking on your life. So folks, I had to bring on a special guest for episode 27. Uh, Today's actually National Read-A-Book Day. And who better, who better to bring onto the show than my own publisher, Darren Palmer. Now, as a visionary, Darren Palmer founded the number one self-publishing company in the world, Self-Published in 30 Days. He is currently a seven-time author and the host of multiple podcasts, Self-Published in 30 Days podcast, The Power of Story podcast, award-winning author spotlight, and Market Leader Live, which airs live weekdays at 4 o'clock Central Standard Time. He has created a platform which includes This is the Year for Your New Book Conference, that helps authors and aspiring authors with writing, marketing, and publishing. Darren speaking is a representation of the merits of personal improvement, coupled with his perseverance and transparency of rising above hardships in life, inspires everyone of all walks in life that they can change their lives. Darren Palmer is also a small business consultant where he incorporates small concepts and practical tools to help entrepreneurs create a successful business. Darren's mission is to empower millions to share their story with the world and to help entrepreneurs take their business and life to the next level. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, pets included, please welcome to the stage my publisher, my guy, the Southern Brother, Darren Palmer. Darren, what's going on?
0: Hey, man, I'm excited to be in the building with the good doctor, the good doctor himself, my good friend, uh, Dr. Sean Thomas, I thank you so much for having me on today. And I love the movement. I say it's the movement because be more today. I mean, that is relevant, my brother, you know, when that was put in your soul and your spirit to come up with that. I mean, it's just transferable in every area of life. And who knew when you was coming up with that concept that we will be faced with the challenges that we would have in 2020 and beyond. So kudos to you, my brother, for uh, you know, continue to inspire us all.
1: I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Uh, for those who don't know, Darren and I uh, met through a friend of ours, Ricky Ventures, a mutual friend of ours. Um, and I went to write a book and Ricky suggested that, he said, you've got to talk to this guy, Darren. Darren's the guy to talk to. you got to talk to him. And, you know, I had my reservations. I didn't know Darren. I didn't know you. You know, I didn't know you from anyone else, but uh, I trusted Ricky and a friend of Ricky's is a friend of mine. And we, we connected instantaneously and, you know, you said something to me when I was writing this book, or at the beginning stages of even thinking about writing this book, you said, look, it's going to change your life. It's going to do something for you that you're not even going to see. It's going to open up doors for you that you didn't even think about. Um, and I got to say, Darren, like, honestly, I'm I i, I I'm thankful for your words. I'm thankful for um, your honesty. We talked for a long time in that first conversation. And um, not saying I didn't believe what you were talking about, but- to, to see, you know, a year later, all the doors that have opened, all the things, even this podcast by itself is something that would have never, ever thought about doing or even coming up with, um, was all really thanks to your words of encouragement and your vision to see the bigger picture, even beyond the book. Um, so I got to thank you. And I got to just say thank you so much for all that you've done for me and for others. And it's just a pleasure to have you on the show today. Awesome, man. It, the the feeling is mutual, my friend. Thank you. No problem. Um, so let's get into it. I know COVID-19 has been crazy for everyone. What's your current situation? Where are you located right now? And what's going on with you guys, uh, you and your family?
0: Well, well, uh, thank you for asking that. Uh, well, we're doing good. I'm, I'm actually in Texas right now. Um, to be honest with you, I just got off a flight from being in California and San Diego for a little bit. Um, but at the same time, for us, I would say... Uh, It's been it's been for the most part, it's had its ups and downs like everyone else um, because of the unknown uh, and the different reports that you have. Uh, It's like, you know, you you know, it's it's, it's tough to fight an unseen enemy, so to speak. Um, But at the same time, what we're doing is just, you know, staying prayerful, uh, being mindful, uh, being conscious of the things that we do and the steps that we take uh, with our kids and whatnot. You know, our youngest kid goes to like a little. pre-k school or whatnot, a little private school but the other kids are homeschooling for the most part Um, they're able to have a dual approach because they're able to come um, to our our office and do their work so we are combining what they're doing online and plus teaching them some entrepreneurial skills by having them participate in our morning meetings with staff
1: that's so you you found a way to make it work
0: yes Um, (laughs) yeah 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 yeah
1: that 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 seems to be the, the trend and we're we're doing the same here in New York. We're trying to figure out the best way for us to make it work, uh, but it's sounds like you guys are doing a great job down there, and we'll see how it goes, right? <laughs> That's it, man. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for, di- for today. I don't exactly. know about tomorrow,
1: but exactly. for today, yeah. Exactly. So, Darren, I-, I-, I want you to let the listeners know just kind of what your educational and professional background is and how you became the founder of your own self-publishing company.
0: Okay, uh, well, it started off with I um, I came from a rural northeast Texas um, town of Mount Pleasant, Texas. Uh, went to college at Stephen F. Austin State University in Nacogdoches, the Piney Woods of uh, Texas. When I asked them, Jacks. Um, but then from there, I also had some, you know, some of those trying moments, because to be honest with you, I wasn't studious uh, like I should have been. Uh, I went to college and didn't do some of the things that I should have done. And so then I ended up leaving. Even my, like last year of college, I left college. Mm-hmm. And then it was doing the real estate boom or anybody could pretty much do anything with real estate before the 07, 08 situation happened. It, mm-hmm. That burst that bu- a bubble or whatnot. And I had had a mentor in college who had started a, a real estate firm and I did some work with him and, and did some entrepreneur endeavors or whatnot. And then i end up going back um and getting a degree or whatnot like but it wasn't even really anything to do with publishing um and so the brain that full circle i had a situation where some things was happening in life. it was oh seven you know i had dealt with oh seven oh eight um I, I found myself um you know coming up out of the houston area and i think it was katrina had happened and it was katrina in new orleans And then right after that, we got hit in in the Houston area with Rita. And so to get back to my hometown it normally would be a four hour drive, it took over 28 hours to get back one way, Mm. 28 hours. And no, I didn't stutter when I say that 28 hours. And it was something out of like a Mad Max movie where you seen those who were in on hospice and things that on the side of the road and cars overheating it was just something that was surreal to see in the United States what it could happen and that's just people who just trying to evacuate mm-hmm. and how bad that it could get so with all that being said full circle I ended up um, you know leaving for a little bit out of the Houston area and then I was at a church like a home church that I grew up at and I had a guy that dealt with quote-unquote at-risk teens at a local high school had reached out to the local church and said hey we would love to have uh, Darren come and speak uh, to some of the students. Now, mind you, I, I wasn't a minister at this church. Uh, I had just started just even show back up in town because of the hurricane. And this guy asked me to come and speak. And then when I got there, I was like, well, okay, I'll go up there and you know see who this guy is. Cause I don't even know how he even knew I went to this church. So I went there and then he introduced me. and was like, Hey, Darren is uh, uh, a motivational, inspirational speaker. He speaks to people around the world and all this. And I'm just like, I don't know who this guy is talking to or whatnot, because I, I didn't do anything like that at that time. And so anyway, I did this, uh, talk, and then I continued to grow. And I had a, 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 a mentor who shared it with me. He's like, hey, you know, Darren, you're doing some speaking. He said, but if you really want to make an impact in someone's life, you need to have a book or whatnot. So people take you serious or whatnot if you say that you are who you are because just YouTube videos alone is not gonna get you where you need to go. Um, The old school model still works for those who are in decision-making positions who write the checks and who actually can get you in front of the people who need to hear your message. So it's a dual approach when you're looking at doing business in that arena. So I took his advice and to bring this all the way back around, Sean, to show you how I got in publishing was that another mentor of mine had shared with me, Darren, Is someone asked, and I want those who are listening to this podcast to pick up on this. He said, "If someone asks you something three times, create a product. Three times. If somebody asks you something over and over, you know, I see so many people looking at. Well, I don't know what I need to do. I just need to go brainstorm. I need. No, no, no. What are people asking you for? It's simple economics: supply and demand. What are they ask? Not what you want to give them because you're super deep and intelligent, uh, you got a professor who told you a bright idea that they're not implementing themselves." what are the people asking you about that's what i did and i created a course and i'm not going to be super deep here like i came up with like oh it's a 10-year plan and, and i have in my mind i was going to be the number one self-publishing company in the world and we're going to do this and impact people around the globe no i actually did it out of spite i was like i'm really tired of these people tired of these people asking me about this I got my book. I got my life. I was looking at the odds, man. I'm, a, you know, I was a numbers guy. I'm looking at, hey, man, Les Brown is, you know, seventy plus, bro. So it's about time for some young blood in the speaking industry. So, you know, I had been looking in the mirror and practicing. You gotta be hungry. I had my hungry speech down, brother. You know, I was, I, I was about to, you know, move into that next spot of Les Brown. But at the same time, it was another door that was open because it went from a course. And then it went into, I put it, I said, I don't want to distract them people on my speaking website. So let me create a landing page for it. And then it continued to grow and more. And then we realized like, Hey, this is really touching people. Let's actually put the resources behind it. Got a team together and we created a one-stop shop for everyone's publishing needs. So now you'll be able to keep control and the rights of your book, get the same benefits you would get with a traditional publisher But at the same time, you have access to be able to expedite the process in a professional way. So most people who do self-publishing, it's a stigma behind it because most people cut corners and it's halfway done. And so that's why it has that stigma. Like, did you self-publish? People kind of looking at you. It's not so much that anymore, but that's how we got into the publishing industry.
1: Mm, That is incredible. I I, I didn't know the backstory, but uh, just seeing the, the the progression from where you started to where you've been, uh, it's a testament, I think, to who you are as a person now, clearly. And, you know, like you said, if someone says something to you three times, I've had a lot of people say something to me at least twice. And the third time, yeah, I, I I write these things down, but like you said, make a product, do something with it. And, you know, I I think repetition is something that we need to listen to a little more, especially myself. Um, because even sometimes I find myself trying to say, well, "What's the next thing I should be doing? What's my next step?" But not knowing that someone's already saying something to me over and over and over again, it should be that thing. Um, so yeah, I need to be a little more mindful of that uh, myself. Uh, so you didn't want to do this at all. This was not something that you had thought about doing.
0: No, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Wow. And, and on that note, Sean, just, just just look at this for those who are tuning in. Tune into this. <sighs> The key that can unlock your destiny can come from someone else. Let, let me repeat that. The key that can unlock the door to your destiny can come from someone else. I think in today's society, we're so caught up in thinking that the answer is going to come from us, or it's within, or it's I got to just be have a be passionate about something. It doesn't, doesn't mean it. I wasn't passionate about that. But what I am passionate about is actually helping people. So what happened for me is when I was able to see, just like what I experienced when I was able to be in New York and be at your book lunch, I'm able to look at something that's priceless. And people say, well, where do you get the energy to come and do stuff like this? You've been on the road. How do you do things like this? When I'm able to look and see the look in your mother's eyes, seeing her son, Accomplish this great feat, you know. I get teary-eyed just looking at that right now. Um, yes, you graduated from college. Yes, she see you get married. Yes, she was able to have a grandchild thing. But it's just look what it does for those in your local community. What it does for those who are your peers. Look at something that's tangible. That's uh, art. That, that, you know that is an artifact. There's something that's going to be archived for generations to come. What does that mean for your daughter to be able to know that? Hey. It's just normalcy that my dad is an author. That's just what we do. Um, the bar is set higher. And so these are the type of things that I was able to witness um, firsthand that inspired me to realize because I'm a people person. And so seeing lives change touched my life. And I got to share this, Sean. My first book, I had a woman that reached out to me and said, Darren, you probably don't remember me. I was at a speaking engagement you did. I received your book. Um, You didn't know it, but at that time, I was a non-traditional student. I was working full-time and being a full-time student at the same time. I had twin boys who were in the first grade and I had a son with autism in the seventh and I was going through a divorce. Um, Because of what you shared in the book and inspired me, I was able to get a two-year ride to a private university Now I'm graduating valedictorian in my class. Is it okay if I can use an excerpt out of your book for the commencement speech? This is somebody of awesome persuasion, not my gender, as we say down south from the other side of the tracks. And that's what I did. I never did change that cover. Now remind, let me remind the audience. This isn't the daring that people know now with the number one self-publishing company and all this kind of stuff. This is during first starting out where I went to a local park, me and my brother, and took a picture for my mom's uh, birthday that we had hung up. So I had that crop because I didn't have this company that we have now and whatnot. I had that crop. The the lighting was horrible. We kind of lightened it up, had somebody put it together the best way as possible. And this book touched someone's life to that point or whatnot. And so I bring it full circle just for those who are listening to this is that it's about touching lives and encouraging people. And yes, they get a product and they get a service behind it. But if you can see someone's life change, I think that's the thing that's infectious for what I do, is that I'm into, I I have, I'm a junkie for seeing lives changed. Mm. I'm like Pookie off New Jack City when it comes. It keep calling me. It keep calling me. Now, I'm dating myself a little bit. But that's you know, that's know, you. when it comes to lives being impacted.
1: I'm with you. So so that's what sets you apart from other companies you're saying, because there are a lot of companies out there, right? Some will say, like I said, go a traditional route, find a company that's going to put you out there and do your thing. But as a self-publishing company, that is the number one thing that sets you apart from someone else. Is that true?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's true. And then the other, the other part that really separates us is so, say, for instance... It's just like marriages, you know, some people might be into uh, entanglement, you know, so just because the word marriage doesn't mean everybody do it the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the same thing with publishers. Some companies want to have full control and rights of your book or you bed with them, do a partnership and you're sharing royalties, things like that. We don't do that. We do all the work, but you have full control of your project. That's one thing that allows for us to be uh, unique. But what really separates us is that we take. We clear the past so you don't have to try to be a general contractor like you on HGTV. And that's what you find yourself doing if you are in self-publishing. You have to find a cover design. You got to find somebody that does interior design. You got to hope that you can, you know, it's just like diagnosing yourself yeah. on WebMD uh, web or whatnot, Thinking that you can find out what what's going on with your back when you should have called, you know, Doctor Sean Thomas to be able to help you, or he can at least you know provide a service or somebody else if he can't do it, they can help you out. But you can get in trouble when you start, you know, coming up with your own diagnosis or whatnot of what's wrong with you because you might think it's something that is not that is not. And so that's the thing that separates us is we're a one stop shop for all your publishing needs, and that's what it is. Now let's just bring. I just want to hit these points real quick. You got some people that their business is a side hustle. Mm-hmm. Let me create a little quick boot camp for you to come to. I'm going to tell you everything that you need to know, so to speak, or whatnot to help you get started. The other route is, okay, I'll help you do a book, but I want a percentage of the book and I'm going to just halfway do it. The other way is you're trying to do it yourself, like you're in a crap game at a casino and hope it works out. But for those who already have a brand, a book can be an asset, but it also can be a liability. Because even though you might be the best at what you do, if you come out with the book halfway done, then unfortunately, people are not going to look at the work you've done before. They're going to have the mindset of what have you done for me lately. And then they're going to look at how you do one thing is how you do everything. So I've had a woman who was a great minister known across the world, but she took some shortcuts on her book. It was horrible. She had to pay people their funds back because they invested, because it, it, it tarnished her rep- uh, reputation and whatnot as a minister. Even though she was a woman of God who really loved God and loved people, but she took some shortcuts and it didn't look the right way. So when you look at this, this uh, these are the things that you want to look at when it comes to publishing. Most people don't do it. We don't. It's nothing against anybody who listen to this, but this is what we do full time. So we don't do Forex one day sell quick weaves the next day, sell motor oil the next day, and then say that we are Texas ranchers the next day. This is what we do. We are expert at, experts at this area. It's a one-stop shop with everything being done. Mm-hmm. So that's the separator, Sean. Some people, one minute they telling you how to be the best speaker in the world. The next minute they telling you how to do consulting. The next minute they're trying to tell you how to, and and people get confused. So that's the thing. If you want to know what we do, more than anything is, we'll one stop shop for all your publishing you needs. So you come to us and everything else is taken care of and you get a personal book concierge that work with you week by week, step by step to help you get done. Instead of you sending an email, hoping you're hearing back from somebody, speaking to someone from Bangladesh where English is the second language, you don't know what they're saying, they don't know what you're saying and you hope you get your book done. And that's the separator with us in the industry.
1: Mm. I gotta say as someone who's been through the process, that's all accurate. Uh, your team was phenomenal. And, you know, I, you, someone, I didn't know your team at all, but like you said, you, you took me from the beginning to the end. Um, and when I came to you guys, literally, I remember you saying, how much of the book do you have done? And I had about, uh, maybe two thirds done and you're like, okay. That's good enough. And you, you, you really helped me not just to finish the book. Um, but like you said, to package it, internal, external design, all things that I didn't even think about really, but you guys are the experts. And I got to say, I was so pleased with the outcome. Um, and when people see it, they don't ever think about it being um, uh, anything but the best. I mean, they, they're impressed with everything from design to the, the papers and everything and it's in the book. They, they love all of it. So um, I always give you guys credit for the process and I always give your company um, the, the credit it deserves because you guys are amazing.
0: Um, <laughs> Thank you, man. And, and you
1: love to share with us because you don't do anything by yourself. I know you have a team. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, who makes up your team?
0: Well, we have a great team, uh, an ex- extraordinary team. And, and like I said, I, I like to say that I am the mascot of the company. Uh, so people see me quite a bit. But everything that's happened has been because of the phenomenal team that we have. And so uh, when I first started the company, actually it was just me there for a little bit. And then we continued to add, and, and my wife even worked for the company now. Um, and she's doing a phenomenal job as well. But the team of editors we have, interior designers, cover designers. Um, this is something that I learned for those who are business owners or leaders out there, you are aspiring to be and it sounds simple because I'm I'm, I'm from Texas or whatnot. We like to keep it simple. Um, but this will help you grow. Get people, hire, hire and fire from your core values. For one, we believe in creating win-wins. We believe in personal happiness. Um, you know, we, we believe in operating with speed. Uh, those are the type of things that we hire and fire from. Now, you might say, well, what does that have to do with the team that you have? because at first I didn't understand that and I didn't have the right team or the right people, or I would just kind of outsource certain things. Now I've been able to bring a team of people in house. So I know the expertise. We have those who have doctorates. We have those who have just come through our program of training that we have been able to cultivate over time to be able to prepare the people for the type of work that we do. But I make sure that the cover designers do cover designs interior design department does interior design sales team does sales. Guess what? I uh, creative operating officer. That's what they do. They focus on processes. Now that might seem simple for most people, but I have found myself at fault of doing this and others have as well. Well, you got someone in the sales team doing more admin work. Mm-hmm. You got the program coordinator trying to do editing for the editing department. The editing department is trying to run what's going on in interior design department. And so what happens is that you create you have chaos. And so that's some of the things that have allowed for us to win. And I, I bring this for those who are listening to Sean, it's because you'll be shocked that when you clear on your purpose and what you're standing for, the type of talent that you will attract. I had people, I had I was able to attract top talent because of the vision, because of how we cared for people that it wasn't just getting clients. We was able to attract top talent because they had a love for the publishing industry. But unfortunately, a lot of traditional publishers aren't doing business like they used to do. Um, They were finding themselves in toxic work environments but they might've had a degree and they thought one day they would do publishing, but the industry had changed or whatnot. And so we was able to attract the right type of people because we would position ourselves as market leaders in the industry. And so it allowed for us to be blessed. Uh, you know, I'm not going to act like I was super deep with this. We was blessed to attract top, top talent. And the thing that we were able to have retention is because we were able to make sure we kept people in areas that they were great at. And so when you put people in position to win and create win-wins, everybody wins. And I and those who work with us, they can tell it. Mm-hmm. So when you talk to someone from the editing department, they actually care about your book. We don't just run it through grammarly and say that, oh, we did edits. It's a whole nother level of what we do here within you know your initial assessment and all that. And Sean, you know that better than anybody. It's like we actually read what you what we care about the project. People read what you do. And I know that's saying like what well, wouldn't you read it? You you're you're in publishing, but you will be shocked how many people that don't read your book at all. They just run it through a system hmm. and send it back to you and it doesn't make sense to the reader. I can
1: understand that. Yeah. I mean I, I definitely can say in the correspondence I had with your team, um I would get weekly emails from your team and you know Shout out to your wife, because she helped edit my book a lot. Um, But I got weekly emails from them saying, what were you talking about here? What were you trying to describe in this sentence? What were you trying to describe in this chapter? Uh, And that was something that I didn't expect. I just expect, like you said, stereotypical, just go through, check grammar, check paragraph, make sure everything is lined up properly. But you responded with content questions. You responded with directional guidance that during the week's time, I had to go through and edit some of my my writings to make sure that it was in line with the vision that I had and that your team had and that we culminated it together. I mean, I wouldn't have been able to write the book without your help, to be honest, because I, it didn't have an ending. And you guys really helped me to not just package it, but to, to finish it and to help me sift through my thoughts about what I wanted to really put out there to the world. So um, I'm a supporter of you guys. I think you guys are fantastic. And Your team is amazing. I just want to let everyone know that if you're ever trying to write a book uh, and you want to self-publish, this is the team to work with. Um, Not only is uh, Darren the founder, but he calls himself the Chief Book Officer, the CBO. Now, this man is a seven-time author. Uh, So I have to ask you, Darren, of the seven books that you've written, which book is your favorite?
0: Well, I I, want to be honest with you. And I'm saying it. On your show to be more today, I'm, I'm saying it on. Here. We actually have a book that's coming out this October that is my favorite book, man. I'm just going. I'm just going to be honest. I was ta- me and my wife was talking about it coming out from the airport today. We're so excited about this book, man. Um, it's Market Leader Mastery. Market Leader Mastery. So, what we found whether its authors or business owners. Well, that's what we really teach. It's called B-Squared, Book the Business Method for a lot of our authors. It's the book alone is not going to do it. The book is the appetizer that leads to the main course. But most people don't have the right mentality when they write a book. And then the people that they're working with won't have those tough conversations so they can see the full 30-foot view of what's going on with the process because all they're worried about is trying to just get some money from the people instead of telling them the truth. And so now... Others have BR, what we call book remorse, because now they put the book out and after the big mama told them that they did a great job. And after the people at the local church or the civic organization got a copy of it, it some colleagues, now they're wondering, what do I do now? And then all of a sudden they get the bright idea by all the digital marketers out there who come and tell them that let's just run some ads on Facebook and Instagram and let's do some ad spin on YouTube. And that's the way to go. But people don't want to hear the good old saying from the good old Southern gent, Darren Palmer, where I tell you that you got to become a market leader. And when you become a market leader, you create symbiotic flows of impact, which will lead to income. Wherever you have impact, you will have income. That's why you see Jeff Bezos and Amazon value the way they are because they make more impact because now I don't have to go to the store. I can have some delivered right to me zappos the same way if i don't want the shoes i can mail them back it makes my life comfortable you see grubhub or whatnot and things like that or uber eats that's the way that they're successful so when you look at this you want to keep the same stuff you want to keep the same idea in mind when you do this so that's the thing that i'm excited about it's called market leader mastery It'll be out in October. My birthday is October 9th, so we're going to do a, a, a thing for it there. I'll make sure I send you a copy so you can have it. Nobody else even knows about this, so I might get in trouble uh, later on because we haven't told anybody. We had not even released it at all yet. But y'all hear it because yeah, this is my good friend, Dr. Sean Thomas, so I'm sharing it or whatnot. But uh, that's something that I'm really excited about because we really laid down in that book what you really need to know, whatever your profession is. And if you don't mind, Doctor Thomas, I want to just share this because you brought this up, and it was a common denominator in everything that you were that you was bringing up earlier. I didn't know. I sifted through what Darren shared. I did my due diligence, but it was things that I did not know. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. It's things that you are not going to know, no matter. How you look stuff up on Google, Mm -hmm. you can't replace years. As my mother said, says you can't put a forty year old head on a four year old. I'm giving you some good old Southern game on here tonight, and so you know. So the thing is, no matter how much you try, you can't make a four year old think like a forty year old. It's not going to happen. It's the same mentality with Dr. Sean's uh, Thomas practice. Just because I Google something. Doesn't mean that I, all these years that he's busted his tail and learned and took midterms and tests and passed different things. Okay, now I just think because I looked at a few YouTube videos that I can come in and diagnose myself and, and be able to get myself back. That's not how it works. So for some, unfortunately, they think that they can do the same thing with publishing. You might think, okay, it says that I need to have ISBN number or it says I need to have a cover. So what you do is you go online, find somebody on fire or Upwork that said they can do a cover for you. Or you got a friend that does beautiful design. But what you don't know is that they're not print ready files. So it looks great on your phone. It looks great on your email. You can post it on social media, on Instagram, on Facebook and LinkedIn. It looks wonderful until it's time to go to print. And then you didn't know anything about that but you've actually allocated funds to this person to design it. They did the design, but you thought because you saw all you need to do to checklist to get a book done is have this cover done. So you do a full cover. Well, I don't need anybody to do anything. I already got the full cover done. Okay. Well, what size is the full cover? Crickets, crickets, crickets. You don't know, but you don't understand that the inside of the book, which is called interior design has to be like a tailored suit for Dr. Thomas it has to make sure that it fits. So if the manuscript is not the same size as the print-rated file, it's not gonna be able to go and be printed. And if you don't have the right resolution for the book cover with the image you have, it's gonna have it where it's messed up or whatnot. It's look like that it's chipped off or whatnot, or things are not lining up on the picture or whatnot because the resolution isn't right. So I wanna just make sure that for the audience that we wanna add value here and you kept hearing Dr. Thomas share, it was things that I knew, but they kept coming with surprises with things that I had no clue about. That, my friend, is why you get experts. Mm. Because when you're making an investment with your brand, because we typically work with a lot of business owners and leaders and pastors and you know people who understand the value of their reputation or whatnot. They don't want to put any and everything out there. Now, don't get me wrong, we will work with anybody who need to get a book now. We didn't have some people um, 80, just recently, we got a, a young lady, 84 years old, ha- had a husband passed away, been remarried, ride a motorcycle, yeah. does ministry. She's setting stuff up for her little, a ministry my, uh, motorcycle uh, church group to go around the convalescent homes for some of those who've been affected with COVID that can't come out for their birthdays to celebrate. And then I'm looking at this like, wow, here's this woman, 84 years old, still moving around, driving herself, driving a motorcycle and still serving as she did her first book.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Be that's more powerful. today, man. Yeah. That's powerful. For real. Uh, you just dropped a whole bunch of gems and I am, I, I'm honored that you even shared this new book on this show and, uh, I hope you don't get in trouble either, but I'm excited <laughs> that you put it out on this show. I'm honored. I'm honored. No doubt, man. And, you know, you mentioned a number of, of, of things, you know, having your book as, as one thing, but also having that not just be the primary thing, but having other areas where you're just making sure your, your purpose and your, your message being put out there. And that's why we started this podcast, because podcast has become a catalyst for us just to continue to talk about the book, but so many more things have come out of that as a result. And you have a number of podcasts. So talk to us about the various podcasts that you have and the the ones that you actually do host.
0: Okay. Okay. Definitely. Definitely. Well, uh, the longest running one we have right now is the self-publishing 30 days podcast. That's for those who are aspiring authors or uh, writers who uh, want to hear from those who've done it. And so we typically have uh, newbies on uh, Neo's fresh authors because it's really to debunk the myth that you can't do a book. So, you're hearing from individuals like the 84 year old young lady that I was telling you about who did her book. So, you know, it, it takes away the excuse that, oh, well, I, here's somebody with four kids who still did it and they work a full time job and they go to college. Here's somebody who's married just like you. Here's somebody that, that that's, you know, got a successful law practice. Here's someone that runs a Fortune 500 company that got it done. So it cuts out all the excuses and whatnot. So that's the self-publishing 30 days podcast, um, typically for aspiring authors. And then we also have um, the power story. I love the power story because I get to interview change agents who are making a difference locally and globally. And these are individuals who are not authors, but they have amazing stories and the power stories. So that podcast is for us to hear from them and see what is the evolution, how, now they've been able to go from one point to where they are currently or whatnot and we want to draw attention that there's nothing against you you sean and those up there in that area but we want people to think that change happens you don't have to be in a major metropolitan area for change to happen you don't have to be in new york or la or dubai or london to make a difference and so some people that's not highlighted because they might not be in film or they might not be a rapper or an athlete but they're making a difference and changing lives. So that's the show that comes on. Self-Potion 30 Days podcast comes on. Uh, it airs Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And then The Power Story airs every Thursday at um, 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. And the other one I wore the winning, uh, Author spotlights where I get the privilege and honor to go behind the scenes with best-selling authors from across the globe. So we've had individuals like... Uh, Mark Victor Hansen from Chicken Soup for the Soul series. Uh, we just, I just interviewed um, a young man by uh, Dr. Greg Reed, who wrote um, Three Feet from Gold with Sharon Lecter from uh, the Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Poor Dad series, that's a huge hit. Um, Judge Graham, Matt Monero, whatnot, uh, you know, so we've had some great guests. Um, that have come on these podcasts and also, you know, a young man by the name of Dr. Sean Thomas has been on some of these shows as well. And we also lately doing COVID, we created um, Market Leader Live, Market Leader Live, because we want to bring, you know, these principles that I'm teaching and sharing even on here. We also want to bring others on who, you know, could, you know, basically share their stories of how they've been able to run these companies. And we didn't have some amazing guests uh, come on to these shows or whatnot just to pour into people and let them know you have to think different instead of just saying, I just want to do a book. Yeah. And that's the reason why we have these different shows. So yeah. hopefully, that, hopefully that can help the audience. You can tune into any one of those. You can look us up on iTunes, Stitcher, or just go to self-publish the letter N as in Nancy, not ING, not, you know, not not IN, just self-publish the letter N30days.com. And you can find all the information for that.
1: Now, I do one podcast a week. And I'm like, I'm scrambling to get everything done, do this, and the scheduling done, and the bio, whatever else, picture, advertising, what have you. You just mentioned you do like a thousand in a week. And they're all incredible. So I'm impressed by that, as you know. Um, but I do think that all of those shows are are. are, are they're necessary because, like you said, the, the backstory is. I think the thing that a lot of people don't get um, and recognizing that anybody can write. I always say, and now that I've written my own book, anybody can write a book. You know, we all have a story. We all have a uh, a, a journey that we can put into uh, an actual form to give to somebody else. And when it's done, when I mean, you see the, the finished product and you share it with someone that they actually do read it and they see what your journey was, it's it's just so. Uh, breathtaking to talk to somebody and to see that they actually liked your book. I mean, my patients were reading it, they say, you know what, this is actually a really good book. Like surprisingly, they were saying it to me, oh, I'm actually surprised. Your book is actually pretty good. And you know, I, I I gotta say I too was somewhat surprised that it was good because I had never done it before. But recognizing that, you know, we all have a story, we all have a journey and that your journey, your story is something that can touch somebody else and it can inspire them. To go on and do their own book and have their own story, it's just the circle just continues to go. And I'm just, I'm proud of you because you set the standard for all of us to, um, to share our stories and to share our stories without any reservation that it's not going to be good enough or grand enough. Because you said everyone has a story from you know 84 year old lady to you know whoever else. So I'm just, I'm just really in awe of what you do and your company as well.
0: Um, Dr. Dr. Thomas, I do want to bring this up because you brought up a good point. And I think all those accolades and the aha moments or the epiphany uh, that individuals were able to have about how good the book was and the change in the podcast. But let's go back because I don't want us to get so in the woo woo that we don't give these tangible steps for people. Let's look at this T and M time and money if you can't invest time or the monetary means to do a book the book isn't meant for you if you don't have a big enough why i'm going to tell you like well why would darren tell us not to do a book i'm telling you honestly do not do a book if you don't want to invest time and and the funds for a book if you don't have a big if you don't really have a reason to do but it's not going to make sense to do a book If you don't see the impact that it can make for your business or your ministry or for your family, or if you can use it as a tool, if you're just doing a book just to do a book and you hope you get on Oprah or somebody book club and you just go randomly, just hit it big and you're going to have royalty checks, the day of those days are over. Unless you wrote the Bible or chicken soup for the soul like Mark Victor Hansen or Jack Canfield or something like that. That's it. If you don't have the mindset that you're going to have to put some work in, and have to actually build something out, then don't do the book. And so Dr. Sean brought that up that he didn't know me. And I'm not saying this to go with everybody who you don't know, but you got to have, as my grandmother would say, rest, rest in peace, you know, the proof is in the pudding. So you want to make sure that someone has a track record that you can work with. And then also you want to have an understanding of the industry. So if I'm looking for a new vehicle, then I need to know that, you know, I'm probably going to invest. Over a thousand dollars if I'm going to get a vehicle or whatnot. You know, it's, that's just food for thought. I had someone call the office not too long ago and they thought that they was going to be able to get a book ghostwritten for $200. And ghostwriting a book can be anywhere from, you know, 10 to 20 thousand dollars, depending on who you work with. So you want to make sure that you understand the actual process. Because some of you can, I can see some of you gasp right now. Oh, Lord! Oh no, I didn't know that for a book. Oh, no. But see, that's what I'm saying. So it it might not make sense for you. It doesn't, that doesn't mean something wrong with you. But if you just think that you're just going to ramble do a book because you see somebody else do it, then, you know, that's the wrong thought process. So Dr. Sean, not only did he do the book, but he is married. He is a father. He has a business. he got to keep his health. He, he does ministry. And so any one of those could have been a reason for him not to do it. He had to invest because he could have told himself, well no, this could have been in my daughter college fund. I' you know it's all kind of stuff that we can come up with um, when we don't want to do something. But those who want to do it do it. Those who don't gonna find a reason why they can't. It's just like working out. You can find a way to either work out. You can either pay the price up front or you can pay the price later on by not being able to walk your daughter down the aisle and somebody else had to do it.
1: That's real talk. That's real talk because um, like you said, the investment portion of it is um, if you really want to do it, it's like it seems like it's a lot, but if you're not kind of on the fence, it seems like why is it going to be so much? And um, like you said to me when we first met, Darren, you know, the investment portion of it, you're going to get it back. Uh, in some way or another. And I can definitely say so many things have opened up as a result of this, speaking engagements. Um, You know, I even had a a school that was, before COVID hit, a school that um, I don't even go to, but a school that that dedicated all the books for be given to their freshman class for the entire college, for all the freshmen. Um, So these these doors just open up for you that um, you would never even thought about. And the investments do come back to you in, in other ways. So uh, if you're about it, then, then you will receive the benefits of it. And if you're not, then, you know, it, it will seem like every penny is, is, is not being spent the right way. So I completely agree with you on that wholeheartedly. Um, now, you, you have one more thing I want to talk about in terms of the business. Sure. That is the, this is the year for your new book conference. What is that?
0: Well, that's the conference that we deal with uh, writing, marketing, and publishing. So what we do is we have an event where we bring experts that come and just pour into all the attendees or whatnot and share with them the different components about the actual business of, of, of doing a book. And so um, it's something that we have coined for as the B-square method, book to business how to utilize the book for a business or whatnot. What are the opportunities? What are the things that you are unaware of that you should be aware of? I like to use the analogy or the example of, you know, the law of gravity exists whether you believe it or not. If I jump off the tallest building in your local city or whatnot, you'll see it on the nightly news. So just because I didn't know it or I didn't understand it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. And so that's the same way that when it comes to being, uh, you know, in, in an author or being in business, there are opportunities, there are laws that exist, whether you believe it or not. And unfortunately, we see so many people, you know, jump off their building or whatnot, uh, when they could have had that prevented if they just had the right tools and resources. So that's why we have that. We have that at the beginning of the year, every year. Um, typically, we have that in January, about mid-January, we have, we start promoting or whatnot around November, end of of October, uh, we start promoting that event. But it's something that you definitely want to be a part of, or for any of those who are listening to this show who want to get a previous, uh, you know, uh, a previous conference or whatnot, we have resources on our website where you can get that information um, and do that as well. And plus, also, there's something that's really a big hit right now, Dr. Sean, is that we have a great co-authoring program for those who might say, okay, I don't really know if, if I can do a full investment and I really don't even know if I can do a whole book, but I might want to partner and just do a chapter to get started to get my feet wet. The co-authoring program is great. And then also for those who are already authors with that V squared method, it allows for you to be an author another time over. So if you've done one book, you're able to be a part of the co-authoring program. Now when you read your bio, it's on LinkedIn, now you are a two-time author, three-time or four-time author. All you did was a chapter. You didn't have to do a full investment all by yourself. All you do is just make an initial investment to take on that role. And now all of a sudden, your network is your net worth. So now you have other individuals that are part of the same project. Now their family, friends, and loved ones. You got access to their network. So they might have got the book to read Dr. Sean Thomas' portion, but all of a sudden, they kept reading through the book and read that your chapter was great. But by the way, B Squared booked the business. At the end of each chapter, we have bio and maybe even marketing materials about that particular person. So if they got a website or if they got other books or services that could benefit someone who's reading it, now you got access to that particular person because you are a part of the co-authoring program. So that's another way that our company has been able to separate itself from others is that we continue to innovate and our innovation comes from a place of service. So if we're able to empower those who we work with, we go by the old Zig Ziglar mentality. If you help enough people get what they want in life, you'll get everything that you want to get in life. So those are some other opportunities that we provide for people as well.
1: Mm-hmm. incredible. Thank you so much for sharing all of that um if you're just joining us this episode 27 of more today show i'm here with darren Palmer, uh, founder of self-publishing 30 days the cbo of the business and uh that stands for chief book officer the man makes talents he makes titles he does everything and you know darren i i i see you as a brother now um you know ricky bender is a mutual friend and um you know, you you, you become a, a mentor in a way for me through this process. And, you know, we, we share similar lifestyles. You know, we, we, we both have families, we both have children, um, and our children are also biracial, right? So uh, I just want to kind of know a little more about you personally, because, you know, this year has been a crazy year with yeah. Black Lives Matter, COVID-19, everything else. And although we are in different states, York and Texas are very different. Um, yeah in terms of racism, right? Texas is its own kind of racism and New York has its own kind of racism. But you know, being a similar um, leader, business person uh, in a big city, um, what's it been like for you uh, in Texas, uh, living as a black man at this time and being a, a business owner also in Texas at this time?
0: Well, well, the, the, the great thing about Texas is, is that Texas is pro-business. And a lot of states aren't pro-business, you know, and, you know, and so that's one upside, um, you know, to Texas, while we got so many people flooding in from California and other places as well, because they're just being taxed to the point and tax, Texas gives a lot of incentives to keep you going um, for its business and to be able to serve those who you work with. So that's one great point. But when we look at the racism and, and the things like that, growing up in the south it's you know of course you understand racism but then at the same time being well traveled i've been blessed to have opportunity to travel and go to different regions different areas different countries and then you start seeing like you brought up earlier you know boston's boston is in the north but it's, it's a lot of racism in boston you see what i'm saying it's, you know you just kind of think like well is, am i in Boston, or am I in Mississippi? You know, I mean, you know, you know, you get a bad route. But for me, period, what I've did as just as a business owner and and even as a husband and a father is control the controllables. That's what I've had to do. Um, I picked up my workout because I really wanted to focus on my mental health, and so I cut off, I, I, I you know, turned off the TV, uh, which I don't really watch TV at all anyway. But at the same time. I just realized that, you know, this stuff is toxic. It, you know, it's not helping me being bombarded with ideas. If, if I've seen someone that's a pedophile, someone who was murdered last night, someone who was stabbed, somebody who stole something, somebody who embezzled this. If I did all this before 7 a.m., you know i'm not a betting man but the odds are that i'm probably not going to have the best perspective when i go in to speak with the staff or to be able to talk in, to my kids before they go to school so what i chose to do sean is control the controllables the things that i could help and benefit the people that i could just personally touch and do something with yes i want to do that if it was something that i could do as far as if it's voting or if it's something that i can help with legislation if it's actually employment to someone Those are things that I can actually control. So for me, I chose to do the thing that I could do, and that's control to control. But that has worked out for me. So my personal workouts in the morning, my one-on-one, I get up early before my wife and kids get up. So I had to realize that I need to take care of Darren first. So that starts with me. I'm not trying to push what I think on anybody else, but that starts with me getting my workout on and having my one-on-one with God in the morning. And then it took so by the time I get back and get showered and ready to go before I talk to my family, I've already worked with my mental health and my connection, you know, with um, my father on high, I've been able to make sure that I'm focused. So also with personal development. So by the time I get to the office, I'm in the right mind space to see what can happen positive. And so I'm a big believer in that whatever you focus on magnifies. So, you know, if I can help change, uh, you know, and create opportunities, if I can help with systems that can be beneficial for people, then I'm, I'm, I'm for that. But I think, too, aimlessly going at a situation, to me, it just doesn't make business sense. And even in a church setting, you know, um, you want to do stuff decently in order. Uh, You know, and I just think sometimes, too, I know it's a time and place for everything, but I just know that if I'm upset, then I'm irrational. And when I'm irrational, I'm not making wise decisions. So you got to have a spirit of discernment or whatnot uh, and and know how to be able to make calculated moves. So let me just I don't want to go and speak Christianese, but let's just put it chess moves, not checkers. So if I know like we talked about laws earlier. There's laws of the land. So if you choose to see yourself as a victim, doesn't matter your gender, doesn't matter your sexual orientation, doesn't matter your education level, you can have more degrees than a thermometer. But if you see yourself as a victim, you will always be a victim. And it's just how the game goes. That's the law. It's a law of the land, no matter how, no matter what what happens, Sean. if I see myself as a victim, just like if you play sports, anybody who plays sports, if you think you are beat before you even play the opponent. You've already lost. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's just food for thought. I mean, you know, however you want to take that, you know, I you know, I choose to do what I can control the controllables. But I also believe this psyche of. It doesn't have to. And watch what i say with this this is not about color what I'm talking about here mm-hmm. this is just universal if you see yourself as a victim not saying it's not injustice I'm not talking about in, and people need to be prosecuted or whatnot no, no I'm not talking about that I'm talking about is there there are people in this world who continue continually see themselves as a victim. Now, why am I bringing this up? I have people that I know that they call and talk to me about this because they can't talk to other people about it. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, and it's sad. They're having the during COVID, they're having the best quarters, the best months they ever had in their business. I, I, done had, I done had several people from different parts of the region uh, 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 this great nation, they didn't have some of the best, the be- but they can't say that because TV is saying that everybody, the jobless claims, everything is bad. So all I'm saying is, is that there are those who are choosing to say, it's not ideal, but what can I control? Dr. Sean, you can still do the podcast. You can still do Zooms. You can still do what you can do. The other things that out of your hands Why stress yourself out and do a disservice to your wife and your child and the rest of your family, your community, your church by you worrying about something that you can't control? But what you can control do, you know, if that's voting, if that's um, you see somebody's going through something that's a part of your staff and you need to take them and help them with something. Those are things that you can control, but you can't you can't control something that's happening in Syria. You see what I'm saying? So it's just about mindset. So you know, I wanted to go around with that a little bit, you know. But that's just where I am doing the situation.
1: Yeah, you know, I've I seen you. I've seen you on Instagram. I see you on your treadmill, get your miles in. Don't think <laughs> I don't see you. I do see you. And I, I like what I like, and I always press. You know, yes, the button. I like I like what I'm seeing. I see you the miles going up every single time, and I'm the same with that, that mental space is crucial, whether it's like a four o'clock in the morning or a five o'clock in the morning run. Before the madness hits, um, because it does center you right mm. you're going to see throughout the rest of that day. So we're on, we're on the same page with that. Now, Mr. Palmer, the phrase be more today is something that, as you know, has become uh, a mantra for me and my business and my company. But I like to ask our guests what the phrase means to them. So when you hear the phrase be more today, what does that phrase mean to you?
0: Progression, not perfection. That's what it means to me. It means progression, not perfection. That's the goal. And be more today is not allowing your past to determine your destiny. And so when I hear that phrase, that what it inspires me to do is continue to get better. If you leave, if you if you fell, if you fell down, if things didn't go right a day before, you didn't get the workout in. If a situation didn't happen between you and a sibling, you know, from last Thanksgiving, you can be more today. So don't allow your past to determine your future. You know, and that's the thing that I love about be more today is that there's always a way to level up. And even if you had success. Great. That's cool. But, you know, you got to have a ravenous spirit for being more each and every day and that's the separator that i that i see. It's individuals that's out there just saying be more today. Like so some are looking at this podcast and thinking to themselves, come on, Sean, i mean, you got to practice. I mean, what are you doing? Like, wh- you know, who, who do you think you are now? Are you trying to be Tyler Perry or somebody? Like, geez, guy, i mean, you know, you, you know you're promoting this stuff, then we look at you, you know, you're doing all this gladiator type stuff, you know, you're right. But when you understand the concept of be more today, that's the common denominator between those who are extraordinary and those who are ordinary. You also, because if you don't continue to reach higher, there's no such thing as purgatory when it comes to your growth. You're not going to stay the same. You're either getting better or worse. So why not be more today?
1: Mm. Could not have said it better myself. Well done, sir. Uh, <laughs> words to live by, and I—I want to know. So, in my book, as you know, because you helped me write this book, uh, be more to afford you guys to a better version of you. I have these things that I call steps to greatness, and they're basically um, one thing you want to start doing, one thing you want to stop doing, and one goal that you have for your life. Now, 2020 came in, hit us all smack dab in the face, so we had all these goals that we. Either tried to do or still trying to do, etc. But I just want to know what's one thing you wanted to start doing or have already started doing for
0: 2020. One thing I wanted to start doing in 2020 was uh, uh, putting more putting more attention on my um, putting more attention on my mental health and 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 and, and my one on one with God or whatnot. So I was able to do that, and it really was a You know, sad to say, but it really was a blessing with the COVID situation because I really dug into it. I really took it serious. And I and I see the fruits from it. I really see because I was able to come in and talk to my staff when all hell was breaking loose with all this stuff going on and people's nerves. They didn't know what was going on this earlier COVID. And I was able to be able to come and share with them like, hey, this is what's going on. This is what's going on. I, I went through all the stuff that that we knew at the current time. You know, government kept changing. City areas was coming up with different things. All this stuff was switching up. Some people had spouses who lost their jobs. They you know they didn't know when I had the meeting with them. Is this is he gonna cut loose too to save and all that? It's like hey, this is where we are, but we're not cutting anybody right now. We're moving forward. We're, we're going to do the things that we need to do. But this is what I'm going to need from you. I'm going to need everybody locked in. We're operating in faith and not fear. This is where we're going. Let's roll. Now, and that sounded like I had that uh, brave heart moment or whatnot, but that wasn't all me. That was that that focus of knowing by me working on my mental health or whatnot in that prayer life and that working out that I realized that it was all intertwined that if, if if I'm not right in these areas, it's going to seep over into my marriage. It's going to seep over into my business. It's going to seep over into every area of my life. And when I realized that they were all intertwined, that allowed for me to be able to do better knowing that it's all connected.
1: Yes, sir. What's one thing you wanted to stop doing this year?
0: One thing that I stopped wanting to do was, I had to be honest, we talked about this here recently. One thing i want to stop doing is like hey just don't eat because it's there That's one thing that i had to stop you know and then i had to put like a a hard stop of you know like hey it, for me it's like 6 6 6 p.m yeah. like if you know at you know 6 p.m you know that's it but i had to be careful of you know, just cause something there. I had to retrain my mind. So I even did this earlier because I'm being totally transparent here. Um, Actually this week, Monday through Monday through Wednesday, I did a three day uh, detox, just liquid detox. And I had to just, cause I had to make that snap to my body of, okay, Hey, you'll start to drift. And so I had to make sure that I made that shock to my system to say, you're not needing. This is just your mind talking to you. This is this is not you. You know you have control over the over your body. You know it's it's not that. And then whenever I stood up, that first day was kind of tough without anything. But after that, I was good for the most part. You know it was a different time because I still worked out in the whole nine. Um, so I'm just bringing that to those who are out there. You have to make tough decisions. So what I've been able to do with this. Dr. Sean, is through the working out, I also make sure I do cold showers. I train my mind. Now, when I even take a hot shower, I had to turn it the other way because it's like, man, it doesn't feel right. I train my mind to make tough decisions. So now by the time I'm faced with an email or somebody disgruntled or a situation that might not be ideal, I have prepared my mind to be a wartime CEO. And so, most people are so comfortable that they, everything they do is trying to get being comfort. Yeah. But when you make the tough decisions every day, you train your mind to be solution oriented by the choices that you make. So, if I'm getting up at 4 a.m., if I'm going ahead and doing, putting those miles in anyway, if I continue to push the envelope, if I continue to be more today, every day I'm pushing the envelope, my mind starts building that. Um, mental toughness or whatnot, you got the dexterity, the tough skin to be able to withstand what life bring at you. Now you're more so solution oriented, you're more resilient, you have more leadership uh, characteristics that allow for you to be more successful. Yeah,
1: that's all valid. That's all valid. Um, one goal that you had or still have for 2020?
0: One goal that I did have for 2020 um, was to continue to grow in certain areas, so I was able to make uh, some a, a couple of key hires uh, with some areas that I knew that we needed. Uh, I, I believe in having like a Navy Seal type crew uh, mm-hmm. that can do more than ever, just instead of just getting a bunch of people, random people. You know, I, I love those who are just like they can go in and get the job done or whatnot. And so we were able to make a couple of key hires that I think they were, that are instrumental. To really help us go to the next level. And so recently this has been able to happen. Uh, we have been doing our due diligence and working on that. And so that's been a blessing, man. So that that is a goal that happened. Now, one goal that I do want is I want to have the opportunity, but we're somewhat locked down in the United States of going traveling everywhere. I want to be able to go with my wife to the Bahamas. And so, but I, you know, but at the same time, United States, you know, is not allowed to go to some of these other countries right now. So hopefully I, I got that goal in there. So I'm going to stay steadfast in my prayer, man, you know, and uh, hoping that they come to fruition. Yeah, I hope so
1: too, man. I've been dying to travel myself and it's been tough, but we're all hoping that 2021 will be an easier year for everybody. So we'll see how that goes.
0: Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Be more today. Let's share this too with the audience. Sean shared this, but this is another thing that separates us. We don't have to, but I try my best. Even though nobody don't ask me to do this on my own dime, as the owner of the company, I try my best to show up to everyone's book launch. So I showed up to Sean's book launch, you know, and was able to show up to his church and meet the family. That's the, that's the separator. Is going an extra mile. That's what Be More Today is all about for those who are listening. So, if you want to have that type of experience to separate you from others, it's not about, you know, uh, it's about not by contracts, it's about covenant. And so, when you have those covenant relationships with people, it goes beyond just a contract, it's to go beyond besides just monetary means and just time. And so, that is something that we do as a company. Our goal is to you know be more today and that's why we'll book a plane ticket take care of the things that we need to do just to be there in person and that's like wow like they flew all the way here for me yes we flew all the way there for you like well you don't have anything else going on now I might create some because I'm there but but we're coming there to be able to be supportive of the people that we work with or whatnot. And that's something that you don't, where most people are going to just trying to automate everything and take away the personal touch. Our unique skill set, our superpower is that we believe in that interaction. We we believe in that relationship with people. The difference between contacts and contracts is the letter R, and that's for relationships. Mm-hmm. So y'all go be more today.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. It was you made my day showing up, and um, the, the funny thing is, we actually met for the first time in person and my book I spoke to you, so many before then, various occasions, text messages, uh, memos, all that kind of stuff. But to actually see you in person at the end of the process, I think it all just brought everything home. So, any final tips you want to share? Advice you want to share with aspiring authors, um, small business consultants? Or, or some business owners who are looking for advice, for consulting, um, anything in that realm from the CBO of Self Publishing 30 Days? I'm
0: going to share it this way <sighs> Seek wise counsel um, because you, I, I brought up the laws earlier. I can't tell you so many people. And one of the things is that I continue to invest in myself. And, um, and I get around people who I I don't have any ego, so I can be in a room with people like Dr. Sean, you know, people who are smarter than me because I have a great, I have no ego because I can learn. I'm always learning from people. I'm willing to grow. But if you really want to grow, it's like doing the book. Your thinking has to change. You can't go to the other quadrants if you're still thinking like an employee, it's not going to work. And if you just a self-employed person, but you're trying to be a business owner, that self-employed mindset is not going to work as a business owner. Because even though you might be a great technician, running that business and dealing with people and getting them to perform at a higher level is totally different than you just know that you can go in and knock out the hours that you do, and you're great at what you do. That's totally different, just like it is with being an investor. So I share that with people because I see so many people out there who's making who are making mistakes because they don't understand. Let me give just a couple examples real quick for because of time. I had a young lady reached out. She came onto the show. We didn't even work with her, but I just cause I have a heart for people. I was just giving some stuff because I seen some opportunities that she had, and I was like, hey, anybody share this with you? No, no. Anyway, she got 150 pre-ordered books. But she did the cardinal sin where we don't allow for our authors to do this. But she didn't know any better. Nobody didn't tell her anything. But she ordered. She had 10,000 books up in her home office. That she's hoping that she sells. Now, one hundred and fifty were just sold through pre-orders, And then, by the way, you know, she's wanting to be an entrepreneur and hope that she does a book series and she has a daughter or whatnot. And she had, unfortunately, she had a husband who passed away or whatnot. But at the same time, she's leaving her main job at the beginning of this year, at the beginning of next year in January to hope that she can just do this author thing. And so here again, great people, loving people, intelligent people. Now, she's a she's a doctor in in, in, in a, the area that she's in. But when You can be Michael Jordan in the NBA, but the Michael Jordan in the NBA Major League Baseball, MLB, Major League Baseball, is totally different. And so you have to be able to take it with a grain of salt and let ego go out the way and understand that you have to, just like you invest with the book or you invest in something else or your home, make sure you invest and get the right training because you can think, oh, that's, but what is it costing you and your family by you not knowing? And that's why you see so many people fail or businesses fail because they are unwilling. They think they're getting beat or they think that they're just going to hope that it works out. And then you're not doing the right things for you and your family. So that's why I just took a little time for this, because, man, it, it's really sad to see. There is so many people that are just doing, it's like a crap shot. They're, they're just throwing stuff out there in the wind and hoping that they hit and that they're going to make it. And you got to have a different mindset in each arena that you go to. And so that's what I would love to share with your audience, Sean. If, if, if any small business owners, any of those who are self employed or those who are employed and you think you know it's more in you, please invest in yourself, man. And I don't mean just some training on leadership, you know, I mean, get some people who can give you some tactical, some practical, some tangible steps like, hey, do this, this, and this. That's going to save you money, and that will allow for you to allocate capital here, and you don't even need this system because you can do the right thing at the wrong time, but you're out of sequence. You know, you, you just don't meet somebody and say, hey, can I sleep with you the first night? That's probably not going to go well for most people who are trying to do something. But if you build a relationship and you marry a person, okay, now that might be, you know, of course it'd be something that will go on, but just think if your mindset is wrong, I see individuals they're doing right. You might go get a CRM for thousands of dollars. That would be great if your enterprise was bigger, but you're not there yet. So these are the things that you got to Or You think you're one funnel away and you invest thousands in funnels but don't even have enough you don't have a business or substance yet to even have the funnel. You could have did the same thing with a $20 Facebook ad, but nobody told you that. So, yeah. But anyway, we can go deeper on that all day, Sean. but yeah, man, I definitely want to pour that out to the people, man, cuz there's a lot of people being hurt yeah. because some of them being furloughed, they got some payouts and they're just thinking that just cuz they were sweet in pharmaceutical sales, they can just jump into this entrepreneurship thing because they got a business card and they got a degree and they're going to be successful. And nobody really cares about that in this arena. Mm
1: -hmm. Folks, if you had your pen and paper with you, I hope you wrote all this stuff down. They were nuggets. They were gems. They were gems and nuggets together. Uh, I got to thank Darren Palmer uh, again, CBO of self-publishing 30 days. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Episode 27 is in the books and it's all thanks to you. So my friend, thank you so much for being with us and for sharing your knowledge and your wisdom and your inspiring to me clearly. And hopefully to those aspiring others who are also listening to the podcast. Um, thank you so much for all your wisdom and knowledge you shared today.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Dr. Sean. And for those who are tuned into this, keep in mind, I'm going to be getting with Dr. Sean because we want, I know COVID going on, but I want to be able to do something for the great people of New York or whatnot and see if we can have Some type of event or whatnot, you know, see whenever this stuff clears up or even if we can do something virtually. So be looking out for that, too, as well.
1: Absolutely. Darren, where can people find you, connect with you, social media or or otherwise?
0: Okay, Yeah. If you could just go to uh, on Instagram or even Facebook self-publish and uh, as self-publish the letter in like as in Nancy 30 days. You can find us or just go to our website at self published letter in 30 days. Dot com. If you go there and you can find us on those platforms and uh, definitely can, and let us know if you come to the show. If you come from uh, be more today, we will have some gifts for you all. So for anyone who reaches out to our team, uh, we have some free courses that for anyone who's listening to this, uh, make sure that you get it. And also we'll throw in a free book called This is the Year for Your New Book with your straight tangible steps on how you to get started on the process to give you some clarity. But you got to let us know that you came from Dr. Sean Thomas and we'll make sure that we make that happen for you.
1: There you go, folks. You heard it right here. You want that free book? Go on the website. Let them know that you heard it here first from the New More Today show and they will hook you up. Uh, don't forget our quotation from today given to us by the late, great Chadwick Bozeman Wakanda Forever. He said, you have to cherish things in a different way you know, the clock is ticking. The clock is ticking, folks. And like Darren Palmer said, this is the year for your new book. So invest in yourself. To be more today's show can be found on all major platforms. As you all know, uh, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play, and all the other ones. We are everywhere now, heard in 14 countries, folks. So please follow us on the show. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. To our sponsors who are out there supporting the show, thank you so much for your love and support. We really appreciate it. And for those who are following us on be more today on our platforms on Facebook and Instagram, continue to follow us. We'll have all kinds of content Continue to go out there every single day. Also our website, be is still in effect where you can find information for our podcast, my book, our music, and all things, including our workouts, which are also on our YouTube page. And we've been putting our YouTube page up for various things our workouts and the be more today show. So if you don't hear the be more today show on your phones, on Anchor and all other podcast platforms, go on YouTube and the video as you're watching right now is going to be on there. So we're going to continue to do that for the rest of this year. Folks, thank you so much for all your love, support, and my sponsors. If you're looking to advertise your business on the Be More Today Show, send us an email at bemoretodayatgmo.com. That's bemore, number two, day, at gmo.com. And we can talk about you putting your business on our podcast so that the 14 countries can hear what you want to bring to the world. Check out our Words for Life podcast, which is happening every single Wednesday. And the Words for Life uh, CD is still out there. I keep saying CD. But the project is still out there, and it's going strong, folks. So check it out. It's very inspiring, and will keep you motivated during these hard times. As I always say in closing, have a good day. Have a good night. Have a great life. And continue to your steps of work to be the best version of you. Peace. with
0: <laughs> Proof. I'm gonna be a better version of me.